0: Young George Perez, gotta love it. I did see that. Yeah, w- wasn't he
1: already on the FF prior to this?
0: Um, I'm not sure about the timing, but he he had done the first issue of Inhumans, which we covered on the show. I don't think you yep. were there that day. I think that was just Scott and I.
1: You're uh, not saying that
0: right. What? That word, Inhumans. Yeah, you're not saying it right. Well, how am I supposed to say it?
1: Inhumans.
0: <laughs> sorry. It's like radiation. Re- re- um, what is that
2: from?
0: He- what? What do you his, mean? What is that his from? His was the most inhuman.
1: Inhuman. <laughs> That's his Kirk imitation. And all my travels, his was the most human. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yeah, the, that the, the first issue of the Inhumans, Inhumans. Uh, would, would have been a month before this. So that would have been, I, I guess, my first taste of. George Perez's artwork.
3: Uh, uh, uh. Avengers Spotlight! Oh my gosh, I just realized something. I can't you, believe you, you I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm gay. You're idiots! I'm gay! i
0: got to change my whole way of life.
2: I'm not a
1: man. What? Oh, sorry.
2: Missy! <laughs> what did you do to me?
3: <laughs> uh, okay, I'm already glad we think, came on I tonight. Think I think we've talked about this before. I was just... Thinking that the cover to to 141 was was done again by by Neil Adams, but looking at that again, it's it's just.
1: I don't know. I think it's just he coincidence. cover. It's not George Perez, that's for sure.
0: Oh, you're no. talking you're talking about the cover that other. Uh, it was like a price quite
1: cover or something,
3: right? With the Hulk leaping in.
0: Yeah, I, I remember we looked. We did talk about that once before. You pointed it out to me, and yeah, and I, and I agreed with you. Uh, but I had not seen it until you pointed it out. A
3: book? Show. Yeah, you got Atomic. It was
0: Mouse like an maybe Amazing Heroes or something like that. It was like a cover of an issue. This is Gil Kane. That spoofed it. It's Gil Kane as inked by John Romita Sr.
1: Oh, maybe that's why it looks so different. It's well,
0: what it what it is is you could see it's the Gil Kane angle and everything, but it's really much cleaner because of Romita.
1: Yeah,
0: you could really yeah. see the Romita in the uh, Captain America figure. Mm-hmm. We should talk about that on the show.
2: Mm. <coughs> hmm.
1: head, head, head. So, oh, and welcome to Avengers Spotlight. And tonight, uh, today, tonight—well, uh, it is night, but it may not be where you're listening or when you're listening. We delve into something new. We are past the celestial Madonna, and I was also, much rejoicing. Yeah, yeah. And then there was also—we uh, had a little one-off uh, show that uh, Scott wasn't here for, where we covered an annual, and uh, we covered the one with Nebulon.
3: Are you? Do you remember that one, Scott? Not the Nebulon Frigate. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. He's a big yellow dude, right? He's a big yellow dude with stars oh, in him. And is that like number six? 11. Like
1: that? It number was 11. 11.
3: Okay, six, 11. Six, yeah, it's, it's
1: guest start, yeah, it guest-started Defenders. It was all like, yeah. no, you're a bad guy. No, you're a bad guy. And it had su- su- Super Nella, Supernatural, Super Vanilla, whatever her name was from that episode. Spamoni. What? Spumoni.
3: That's I th- think I have that one. Of, yeah, and if of you're not literally. Italian, you don't know what Spermoni is. It's done. Is. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, no, I, I'm looking at it now. Why do the Avengers battle the Defenders? Is that the one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The one I'm thinking of is... Hang on, hang on. Give me a second. I give two seconds. I'm pretty sure the one I'm thinking of is like number... What are all these files you're popping up? What is this? It's like number six or oh, seven. or. Wait a minute. No, here it is right here. It is number. The one I was thinking of was number. Is this the one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, um, No, I don't think I don't. Maybe this is it. Number nine. Yeah, that does Number nine? Yeah. Number nine. I think the nine? one I was thinking of, right. I think, was number nine. I'm not They're sure. Beyond dead, man. Um hang on I'm, I'm looking he got a little bit older little okay, bit the one I was thinking of was number six, but that dude's name was nuclo yes New that Clo, was, yes that he
0: was, the, was the son of the, the wizard
3: and yes. yes. Miss America yep, yeah. yeah, the wizard yeah, that's the one all right but that's Sorry. not what you covered, right no now, oh that one that one also has George Perez art.
0: Which yes. number six? Jack number Kirby, six. Jack Kirby oh. cover, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yep.
1: Kirby basically cover, basically number eleven. Eh, not so much. <laughs> we we kind of read it. We're yeah. like,
3: yeah, this is not what I remembered it being. Hmm. Yeah. You yeah. may you may enjoy listening to that one. I remember this cover, but I don't think I've ever actually read this.
1: I just listen to our show, and then you don't have to. Uh, it's got Jam De We, we, we read it for you, so you don't.
0: Yeah, we're like, we're like scrubbing uh,
1: bubbles. We read crap, so you don't have to. Yeah, I, I don't. Not, it, not it that it was crap, but it was just wasn't. For some reason, I had this big thing built up in my head, and was like,
3: yeah, not so much. Wow, this splash page of Thor—he's just going, yeah. <laughs> you oh, you do God. like you do like the dirt face pictures. I do. They amuse me greatly.
1: Well, there's a whole lot of dir in that
0: book.
3: <laughs> it's a whole lot of in going on. Ooh, stinky, sweaty Captain America. Ew. <laughs>
1: oh, that's right, sweaty cap. Sweaty cap. Sweaty cap. <laughs> what have they been feeding you? Sweaty cap. Sweaty cap. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you that watch Friends will get that. Okay? So this
3: this episode has not posted yet, correct? As we record this, this as epi- we record this, right? That that
1: that the episode on that annual, I do not believe, is posted. No, the, we just, it has not. It's
0: uh, I don't know. It's probably two weeks away. Okay. Mm. Unless this episode is so great that I have to get it out quickly.
1: <laughs> There's every possibility. Oh. We've got the other one. We've got the score episode, and then and, and... well, that's this week. Oh yeah, that's this week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many are in the can. I don't remember. What are you doing? Oh, a score yeah. for... Thanos. Thanos. Ah, oh, you bastards. Okay. Oh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> don't want to hear it. Stop your belly aching. You were invited. <laughs> I am great. You are great. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm. I'm uh... <laughs> I'm actually almost done editing it, Bill. I, I cut out all those interludes.
1: <laughs> well, behind the curtain, let's just say we really covered that first book really in depth because we were stretching for time. <laughs> yeah, I, got call,
0: I got called away for for about, probably about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. So i are like,
1: keep going. And Bill,
0: Bill and Al just kept talking and talking about it until I was ready to get back.
1: Thank you, we Bill right. and Al. Until I said, "Well, I guess we'll be moving on to your book, Alan." You're like, "Ah, oh, here I am." It's <laughs> like, what, "What have you been waiting for, like the past five minutes, just to jump in, like you're, like, the, like you're our savior, save us?" The timing was phenomenal.
0: Yes. So, anyways, but, we should do Avengers Spotlight
1: now. Enough about stuff that you may or may not have already heard, and that may be posted in the future or the past, depending on when you're listening. So we're well. starting <laughs> exactly. So we're starting on some Old West time travel kangy kengy kang-y, kangy 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 stuff. <laughs> I don't know. King Kang Kong Old West S- Squadron Sinister. Sounds,
0: sounds like you you're singing the song from uh what is it, uh kung Fu uh Hong Kong Fui? Hong Kong Phoey. Oh uh,
1: King uh, Kang Kong. Kong. King Kang Kong Chik Chik Kong King Kong Hiya it's Sad that I know these things. But yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be doing some Kang, some Old West. We're we're gonna get the Serpent Crown too in this, I believe. Uh, I believe it is in there. Yeah, we're gonna want all over the place. So maybe we'll read some letters tonight too. But tonight to kick it off, we're starting off with Avengers 141, which was out. Oh, uh, you guys getting Avengers news? You're excited for the movie, which has already been out. Very excited. So. Yeah, yeah. There I'm is. gonna, I'm gonna try to stay off social media uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday until I see the movie, so that no morons will spoil me. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that word? I'm an idiots. So.
0: <laughs>
1: well, I'm seeing it on
0: Friday, so I'm hoping to be safe. Okay, I'm just gonna is, ruin it for other people. <laughs> is it safe?
1: <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> That's, that's, walk out of the theater and walk walk down the line.
3: Somebody will punch you like that. I just want to give false spoilers. fault spoilers? False. Oh, so, for th- like things that don't really happen.
1: Like, let me see. What would be a good false spoiler? Well,
0: considering we don't know what happens in the movie, it's kind uh... of hard to say what the false spoiler is uh cap turned into the beast uh he, <laughs> cap wolf was in the movie maybe that yeah but cap wolf is in the movie is a good one that is a good one
1: what if he really is how do you know he's not there could uh, be something right he's got the he could have the reality gem just change
3: him make him a wolf but anyway, cap wolf he becomes cap wolf there you go <laughs>
1: So, Avengers 141. We were just discussing the cover before we actually got into the show. We decided to stop discussing the cover so we could discuss it in the show. So, we're looking at on the... It's a Gil Kane cover, and we've got the Avengers on the the left, and the Squadron Sinister. Although, in the book, they do call themselves the Squadron Supreme.
0: They are the Squadron Supreme.
1: Right, but here they're listed as. But they weren't they originally? They were originally the Squadron Sinister way no, back this, in the day. No, it's actually two separate realities. Well, right. One was the ones. Right, right. Yes. But on the cover, they're listed as the Squadron Sinister. Yes. Right. If that's which your is point. Not, yes, I have one. You know. Remember, this you don't have to have a Avengers point. Avengers to, have to have the left point. of me,
0: Squadron Sinister to the right. Here I am, stuck and in it. the middle with Bill. With. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I'm stuck, sorry. Stuck in the middle with Beast because the Beast is kind of leaping in from the top. And hey, Paul, it's an almost white background except I don't care. This is one of the greatest covers as far quite. as I'm concerned because it does have like a dark, some dark uh, like shading at the bottom, and then it gets a little lighter, and then it's white at the top. But we've got um, I'm giving away my grade already. I think this is one of the greatest covers ever. Hyperion, Doctor Spectrum, Lady Lark. Oh, I can't remember the Archer guy on their side. And I just Golden read, Arrow, uh, Gold, the Golden Gold- Archer, I think. <laughs> golden showers i mean what yeah. Go- <laughs> oh i don't know what he's shooting uh, oh, and it, uh he's a- <laughs> that's just nasty oh i can't remember the name of the uh he's the golden archer i'm telling you which one the what fast guy oh the fast guy is the wizard the wizard. Oh, okay. okay. I was thinking. He eventually that beca-
0: he eventually became Speed Demon because
1: he demon. realized that's that a right. guy named Wizard who's dressed in yellow is kind of questionable. <laughs> Wait, he's got blue. Well, that's not good either. If you're blue and your name's the Wizard, you got you would see a doctor. He could be like uh-huh. the little cake at the bottom. <laughs> what do you sing? I'll have a blue
0: wizard <laughs> without
3: you. Well, i guess the it is with the kryptonite? That's Doctor Spectrum. Yeah, that's yeah. not kryptonite. That's his. That's his power.
1: That's his power that's prism. Gem. Yeah.
0: Okay.
3: Well, that, they see? they are
0: a, uh, a. They were supposed to be a takeoff on on the Justice League. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. What the Avengers were supposed to be too, but they were actually no. The, I thought they were created to counter the JLA in no. DC Comics. That was Fantastic the Fantastic Four. Thor- oh. That's all right.
0: It's not like we host a show that's about <laughs> the Avengers or anything. Facts.
1: Wow. I deny your facts. Don't let facts get in the way. So yeah, everybody's uh, looking pretty good. Even Iron Man with his nose. That, I was nose. I was
0: thinking that as I as I was first looking at it, I was thinking that's the best Iron Man nose picture you're ever going to see.
3: Because what is with his neck? He's got like this huge collar around. I've never seen Iron Man. I, I just realized that. Look at that huge collar. All you got to do is dump water down his neck, and he's gonna rust. Well, you oil know it can. is kind
1: of round, so maybe he uh, gets ring around the collar.
0: <laughs> In fact, he's stuck right there. All he's doing is saying "oil can."
2: <laughs> oil can. Oil can.
0: But I gotta say, though, as much as I love this cover, Golden Archer is kind of given the short end of the stick here. <laughs> all, he's,
1: all he's got is his arms. He's two, not even his two totally arms. On
0: the
1: like, I got two <laughs> arms and one leg in there, and my head. That's it. I didn't realize that was thing? his leg. Huh? Lady Lark. Oh, Lady Lark. Yeah, that's Yeah, right. she's the takeoff on Black Canary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she gets. Uh, if I remember correctly, way, way down the road, uh, the the golden uh, Golden Archer. Yeah, the Golden arches. arches The Golden Archer brainwashes her because she's going to leave her. That's when they. That was in their twelve issue miniseries when they were correcting their world with uh, the mind control technology.
0: You mean you they mean were- the deconstruction of the superhero uh, world that was better than Watchmen? Is that what you're talking about?
1: Okay. <laughs> So yeah, she was uh, she was brainwashed by the Golden Archer to keep her m- in love with him. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right, so why don't we move on to a synopsis? Just wishing I had that around here. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. what? You know what I say, woman? No. Synopsis. Oh, synopsis. Synopsis. <laughs> synopsis. All right. So the cover. Uh, I don't think we said who drew it. It's, it's uh, Gil Kane, and it was touched up, uh, well, inks are by John Ramita, and Dan Crispy did the letters on the cover. Uh, <clears throat> on the inside, the name of the story is The Phantom Empire, and it was written by Steve Englehart, penciled by some guy named George P.R.R.S. Piers? I think we've had him on here before, right? Perez Sounds familiar. Vaguely familiar familiar Vinny coletta did the inks tom orzakowski did the letters janice cohen did the colors marv wolfman was the editor Vinny hey, and- coletta my favorite i was surprised too that you know george george Perez is still able to shine through a lot through the inks i have a couple of little comments on that but we'll, we'll get to it as we go through the book <clears throat> our synopsis cap who has been suspicious of roxon since recent events involving roxon's head hugh jones Saves Beast from an ambush by costume agents he tailed from the Roxanne building. Soon after, Iron Man returns with Moondragon from their hunt for the missing Hawkeye to inform the Avengers that the Archer has been trapped in time by Kang. Bait to lure them into a trap. As the team splits up to deal with these problems, Patsy Walker arrives at the mansion to remind Beast of a promise he made her. He agrees to take her along as an observer... ...while they check out the Roxxon situation. Thor and Moondragon, meanwhile, call on amortis uh, uh, ...call on Amortus' assistance in hunting Kang. It's a Kang hunt. As they transit the time stream, they are attacked by their quarry... ...but drive him off and pursue. Meanwhile, the other Avengers break into the Brand Corporation... ...a Roxxon subsidiary where Beast once worked... Unaware that Hugh Jones and Brand Security Chief Buzz Baxter have already spotted them, as the Avengers enter the facility, they are confronted and overpowered by the the Squadron Supreme. Meanwhile, Thor, a lot of meanwhiles in here. Meanwhile, Thor, Moondragon, and Immortus arrive in the Wild West of 1873, where an unseen individual tells the demons. It is the last year they will ever know. Next time, the gods go west. So. Let's start
0: right off with, I'm I'm so psyched about this
2: series.
0: (laughs) I, you know, even though I was, I guess, the biggest proponent of the Celestial Madonna story, that's not really saying too much because I didn't have to overcome too much to be the biggest proponent. Um. You know, it it was a little bit of a slog getting through it at the end. I've been looking forward to this. I'm going to do my reread one issue at a time as we cover it. So I've only read this issue going into today, but it's so far, it's living up to my memory of it.
2: Memories.
0: And, and we start right off with the cover. Like I said, I think this is one of the best covers ever. I think it's iconic. I think it's it's one uh, not only, you know, I, I've talked about like how co- covers could be posters. This cover was uh, marketed big time. This was on notebook covers and folders and different things that were for sale for, you know, to, for kids. Uh, this, this is this is one of the iconic covers of Marvel, I believe.
1: And did you it, have this on your, your notebook?
0: I did it one time, yeah. Ooh, they, there was. Cooper. I mean, they, they were all issues that were came out around the same time. This was one that was released that way. Uh, the cover of Spider-Man 135. If you remember that cover at all, it's got him coming towards the reader with the giant spider symbol behind him, and then inside, like in between every leg of the spider, there's a different picture. Uh, that was another one that was released. The cover of Captain America 193. Right, yeah. Uh, Jack Kirby's the beginning of the Mad Bomb one. That was another one. Yeah, uh, and I think there was a fourth, but I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. It was a Hulk one, wasn't there? That's what I'm thinking, but I can't remember. Yeah, what it was.
3: Show. It was the first one after Jarella died. It was the one where it says like the Hulk goes ape shit or something like. That. Let me think. After I think time, that's exactly what it said. Hulk goes, ape, Hulk ape, goes shit.
1: ape shit <laughs> on the
0: cover. But that you Who know, is this issue, Hulk. That, you know they, they were they were all around the same era it's not like they went through their annals and picked out you know the best covers ever but what they did was all within a short period of time they had several of their best covers ever and if you, you look up any of those you, I, I think you're gonna agree with me that they are just yeah. spectacular which Absolutely. help issue was it well you don't know yet I'm gonna take that as an I don't know yet
3: you're breaking up like crazy to me, so I'm I'm sorry, I'm only hearing like every every couple of words, but am I I'm breaking looking up forward, to I'm you as well, bro? For no. Okay. So we'll just blame Scott for that then.
0: Breaking up, you're breaking up. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing it you fine, is, stuff, So we'll hope that everything's
3: good. It is oh God, where the hell is it?
1: Who's that? That's me wow. in council. <laughs> That's okay, I'm drinking Mountain Dew. Diet. Ooh, yeah, that's that's something new.
3: Incredible Hulk two oh six. A man brute berserk. Once you see the cover, you're gonna be like, Yes, this was the one. Okay. Yeah, this that is the one. Do <laughs> you see it? Yes.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I don't think I owned that six. particular one, but I owned the other three.
3: That's why they stand out You remember out You remember this one, though, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a note. Yeah, that's another time. one where a guy looks like he's doing the keep on trucking pose, just like we had in that other book the other
3: night. Yeah. <laughs> did you mention, Paul, did you mention the Fantastic Four one? There was a Fantastic Four
0: one. Oh, there was. That's right. I don't know which issue it was offhand. I'm trying to think Yeah. yeah.
3: Let me think. Well, it's probably from right around the same time, I'm guessing, right? Yes. yes it was. December happen. 76. So let's see. That would be... FF... Oh, it's not
1: that issue. Wait a minute. Why is there two different... What? I found two different images for that book. Which book? Oh, somebody redrew it. It must be... Somebody did an oh my... Uh, uh, like March. somebody redid, like some, like a different artist, because there's one that, yeah. then there's one where it's a Lego Hulk <laughs> on the same cover.
3: Because I remember the FF one, I, do, I do too, that there was like Oh, a, you know what I think it is? FF one fifty nine. Is uh, that what it is? Am I too far ahead? If, if you yeah, that's one because it, it had it had the Inhumans. That's right. The what now? It's uh, FF one fifty nine.
1: No, the, Who was
3: on the cover with them?
1: Who was on humans. it with them? Who? You're not saying that right. <laughs> humans.
3: That's <laughs> 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 a, a Rich Buckler and Joe Sinnott cover, and a good one.
0: Yeah, that is a good one. Well, that was you know, you know the the, the idea was to have the thing front and center on as many covers as possible back then right he, he well, was this, this I, I just, big i look point.
3: at the i look at these you know that era when they were doing like the you know like the the notebooks and you know school supplies and everything and this this is all like that 7-eleven slurpy cup era you know and it just mm-hmm. had the classic artwork you know for each of these characters I, I just i love this stuff yeah good stuff
0: me too and and you know While I openly admit there's probably a little bit of nostalgia that comes in for exactly the reasons you just said, uh, I still think pretty much every cover that we mentioned is iconic, if you look at it. It's not not just, oh, it it reminds me of my childhood. If you look at them, they're all really, really well done. Actually, I would have to say, of the bunch, I think the weakest one is probably the Hulk cover.
3: Oh, I like that Hulk cover. I'm, I'm not
0: saying it's bad. (laughs) <laughs> don't get me wrong; I'm not saying it's bad, but I think of the of the ones that we've mentioned, uh, that's that's one that I don't know if I would put. It, I don't know if I put it quite up to iconic.
3: I don't know. I would argue that because I I think that cover is iconic. I, I you know I really like that one, and uh, I I think it speaks somewhat to the issue that that's the cover of I forget what exactly the title of the trade, but there's a trade out there that essentially collects. All of the Jorella saga. You know, like all, all the issues, you know, all the Hulk stories related to either Jorella or Jorella's world. And that was the cover of it. And it was, it was like slightly touched up and everything. And uh, and I thought it was sharp. I think that's a really, that was a really good one. I don't know. I like that cover.
0: I have to, again, I think it's a, a perfectly fine cover. I just don't think it's quite at the level. I would have gone with Hulk 200. With that cover.
3: Now, which one was that? Was that the one where it's, it's, you've got, like, the floaty faces and they're yeah, all, like, yeah, in the all, all Yeah, it's in the center and all the
0: floaty faces around them. Guilty. And, you know, if we're talking about covers from that particular era, that's the one I would have gone with. Right. Anyways, let's move on to our book, though. <laughs> We've definitely tangented it. You.
1: You're listening to Cover Talk. Well, I I still
0: say we should do a a freaky five of – I don't think – I think it's impossible for us to pick out our five
3: favorite covers of all time,
0: Mm. but just five of our favorite covers of all time.
3: What do you think about this idea? Because I literally just had this idea today. There was a post up somewhere. I forget. It was some group that I'm a part of on Facebook where they posted all of the Marvel covers for a particular month and year and we and, and ask the question okay what's your what's your fave what do you think is the strongest cover what do you think is the is the weakest cover and looking at that post i suddenly got the idea man that's a cool idea for a podcast or a podcast segment right there is to pick a particular point in history and look at like all the books that were out at that time and and try to do that like what was the best book or the best cover or 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 something to that effect and i thought that would be either a really good segment for this show or maybe a a regular good like semi-regular series you know something to just kind of break things up a little bit you know kind of in the top five vein but more more specific a little bit more focused you know you just you pick a, a month and year and and go. Okay, what what do you think was the best? And we could even do it like, what was the best DC book this month? What was the best Marvel book? You know, what what had the coolest cover? That sort. Of, I think that's kind of a neat idea. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I don't. I think that could work. And you know, with Mike's amazing world, it becomes much more man- you stole manageable. Still my joke.
1: I was going to say, if only we had a site that could show us all the covers <laughs> in the given month. I mean, yeah, wonderful. I think we could have some fun with go. that. Once again, that could be a cool idea. We sponge off of Mike.
0: No, we are nothing if not sponges.
3: We are highly absorbent. I am not finding that Hulk trade, and that's irritating me. That I cannot find it. What the hell is the name of it? Probably. The oh, Hulk. here it is. Hulk Heart of the Atom was the name of it. And uh, yeah, the cover on this—it's—it's it's just a retouched Incredible Hulk two, of, you know, Volume two two hundred six, but it's—it's it's still pretty cool. I'll share it in the uh, in the chat so you can take a look at it. Ah, your picture changed. Great. now you like
1: I have, it? Yeah. Now I have what? Uh, what was that? Jerry Goldsmith that did, did the Shadow theme. Yeah,
0: that's a good theme.
3: Yes, it is.
0: You know what's a good theme? Avengers
1: one forty one. It's a good book, but we keep, you know. Well, let's get back to it. Keep missing the target. <laughs> so the splash page opens with the beast, kind of like. Can't you just hear him going la 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 as he's going along? <laughs> I can hear those those guys on those things like you know, screaming ah! Those guys on those rappelling ropes, like since winter average flunkies like swinging around like Spider Man. Yeah, you can guys, just, but see but, it but it's still it's still a pretty cool image. The Beast, oh, yeah. beast is all the way over to the right,
0: uh, but you know decent sized, and then behind him you see the the troop mobilizing, a troop of uh, flunkies, little green men, in in their green form-fitting jumpsuits. That's right. So all you can see is their face. But you got you, you got two, uh... two guys rappelling. One, two, three, four, five. At least six guys on the ground, and then there's one little guy up on top of the building looking down, saying,
1: "Hey, guys!" Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that guy. Yeah, there's like are goons, man. One, two, yes. three, four, five, six, seven, eight on the ground. It's like some people way in the back, but that could be pedestrians. But I don't know. They got guns. Mm-hmm. So like. Oh, well, this is America. America. And there's the the
0: one closest to the beast. You can see he's got his arm out. And it's kind of like I picture uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in, in Predator. <laughs> you know, when they, they give like the hand signals to each other.
1: <laughs> what is he? Is he speaking
0: Hovitos? Oh, what, what, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, maybe he, perhaps if you spoke Hovito. Oh, Doesn't Scott live there?
1: Where? Hovito. Oh, in... <laughs> Oh
0: eight, <laughs> Okay, so Beast is bouncing it's along close. and the, tr- the troop is mobilizing behind him and uh, it seems like he's totally ignorant of it until they're like right on top of him but then he's putting a beat down on them and it's, it's a pretty well drawn action sequence by Perez but uh, you, you start on page two the third panel first panel in the middle row uh, that was at the time kind of a, a Perez trademark, the little hash marks that kind of go back and forth in all sorts of different directions to fill yeah. up the back. And it, it almost jumps out at me as Vinnie Coletta-like because instead of drawing a detailed background, I'm just going to make these little hash marks all over the place just, just so that it's not a blank thing behind them.
3: Yeah, that does happen more than once in this issue. And then, or, well, it looks or like even these guys are holding up Wicker World or something. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? But then there's the uh,
0: at the the last panel on the page on the very bottom. That was another one of his trademarks. Was kind of the spider sense lines coming around the guy's head.
3: Right. Which I think it's more noticeable and more maybe more pronounced in this because I can't help but wonder. If Vinnie Coletta did his typical hatchet job on this, because there are so many panels with absolutely nothing in the background. So mm-hmm. when you get these panels that all of a sudden are just jam packed with a background, like that one you were talking about with like kind of the wicker background there, it just, it's jarring to me. And there's, there's no, honestly, there's no reason for the wicker background.
0: No, it, it, it's, you know, they're out on the street. They're not, they're not in wicker world. Uh, you know, it just doesn't make sense to have that background behind them. It's just, I guess, to create, you know, an atmosphere of some sort. It makes more sense when he does it later in the book, and they're in, you know, time travel land. Right. But, but it, it, in this particular panel, I, I think it was a, a slight misstep. Not, not nothing major. I don't think it's a real big deal. But just, you know, if we're going to go through it page by page, it is something that, you know, that I notice.
1: Well, right. I, I don't know the second panel. I mean, the first panel at the top of the second page it looks like Beast has a lazy eye or something there. Uh squinky eye. Ah, right? my name is yeah. Beast.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I didn't even notice that before. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, that's disturbing. I really Which like. Which eye do I look at? Which eye do I like, look
1: at? It's like he's doing a Marty <laughs> Feldman
0: impersonation. <laughs> I really like the. Uh, panel on the left of the bottom row where he's clunking the guy's two heads together with his feet. Oh,
1: man, that's got to hurt.
0: And it even says clunk. Clunk. <laughs> but then one of them manages to shoot him in the back. So, Z- and then and then they, all, they all jump on him. And uh, apparently they're not going to be very merciful because one of them's yelling out, kill him.
1: And then Cap jumps in and then in, what we missed the scene after that is where he falls on his ass. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, a,
0: that's definitely an interesting maneuver where he first jumps in. He's got his, his hands holding the shield and his feet pressed up against it, and he's jumping and and hitting a,
1: one of the soldiers with the shield. It's like he's going to take a power dump or something. I don't know what's going on there. That's kind of – Maybe
3: it's wintertime. He just it down a hill. Whee!
1: It's, it's
0: definitely an interesting shot, and I don't I – don't, even though it, logistically it's probably not making a heck of a lot of sense, awesome. I, I kind of like I mean, it I mean, I guess anyway. you could
1: do it if you had enough speed, you're running, he could jump up, put his shield in front of him and plant his feet on it. And I don't know, it just seems like a really highly difficult maneuver when he just could have just slammed into them. That's like that's, that's like if Captain Kirk, if Shatner was Captain America, that would be his move. Yeah, He'd be doing that all day long. I'm going to shield kick him.
0: So after (laughs) two-thirds of a page of Cap and the Beast beating on these guys, they all go running away. Running away?
1: Run to your mama.
0: And then if you keep going through, we have two pages of ads, and the second one has Soldier Don Rickles. What? The Heroes in Action ad.
1: Is Is he CPO Sharky? Oh my God! <laughs> oh, that ad. <laughs> it's it's Soldier Don Rickles. I see what you're saying. Red it tat
0: tat Seventeen action men that move. Back to our regular scheduled story. We get a little uh, scene of Cap telling uh, the Beast what's been going on including his stint as Nomad and his ba- recent battles with the Red Skull. And that's letting them know that there's some sort of problem with uh, rocks and oil and brand. It's, it's interesting, like, that uh, Cap is punching Krang, but Krang is wearing the water bubble around his head. Biff. <laughs> Bonk. So, but, I mean, from the shot, I guess, it looks, I guess it's supposed to be that he punches him in the chest.
1: I guess because if you
0: punch him in the water oh, bubble, either, either he's hurts. not going to feel it, or you're going to bur- you're different- going to break the bubble and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't remember the whole storyline. I do remember, you know, there was the thing going on in Captain America's book where the Red Skull, you know, revealed that the Falcon was a plant and everything. But I don't remember this aspect of the story, uh, where where Cap says I had the skull in, on my mind. Then, so I put Jones on the back burner, but later, at the Skull's hideout, strange troops burst in and massacred his men. I don't remember that particular aspect of Cap, I guess, 186, it's saying.
3: Yeah, I don't Um, remember that.
0: I may have to look back to that. I'm pretty sure that's a Frank Robbins drawn book, though, Scott, so you may want to avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) So they, you know, Cap realizes something's going on with Brand and Roxanne and That's why he's come back. And the Beast and him
1: head to the Avengers. Where a mysterious redhead is greeted by Jarvis, who looks a lot like Egghead. (laughs) Could be Vincent Price playing Egghead. That Egghead. Or or the Egghead in Marvel Comics.
3: How wide is that tie?
1: (laughs) Oh, I was going to say how wide is that I I believe that's an ascot. What is he, Fred from Scooby-Doo?
3: <laughs> I,
1: I don't see, think he's, he's, wearing he's wearing a morning suit. What, is he sad?
0: But Who um, died? No, morning. M O R N. Not Warren Morning is here. <laughs> ah, there, there's another one we can do for a show. <laughs> Arnold sings the songs of Cat Stevens.
1: <laughs> the cats in the. Oh, wait, that's no, that's Harry
0: Chapin. Chapin very cheap and sorry my bad anyway so uh to, to jarvis sends the mysterious young woman away and finishes with the thought of a strange young woman and then we cut to the hospital where somebody
3: uh, i think that's that's polite marvel 70s speak for crazy bitch not wearing any pants no. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, she doesn't look like she is. She can be totally naked underneath her. Well, no, she might... Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so uh, we cut to the hospital where Jan and Hank are recovering, and Jan has four bouquets of roses, and Hank has one, too. Hank's sweet? like, I'm
1: allergic to flowers. <laughs> There's a bee in there. It's going to sting them. There's a yellow jacket. Ba-dum-ba. And we have an interesting uh, camel toe I- shot of Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a rather uh, interesting angle, and especially where yeah. her hand is at, that she's kind of like, you see this? You it's see just,
3: this? It's in the Visions shorts.
1: <laughs> I can't, oh my god. Yes, the Visions camel toe is on the next panel too, in fact. Still. But Wanda's like, you see these? This guy here gets these. Oh, sorry. Somebody, I'll just have to look at <laughs> the picture to see what they're, I'm talking. They're yeah.
0: real and they're spectacular.
1: Spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> Dolores. Oh,
0: sorry. Volva. <laughs> Volva.
1: Rhymes with a body part. So
0: Cap and Beast join them at the hospital. Cap lets it, you know tells him about his problems, and then they leave and. Cap tells. He comes
1: in like Steve uh, Martin. Well, excuse me. I like oh, that sorry. he
0: tells Hank to get rid of the flowers.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Hank hands the flowers to Jan, and then our mysterious red-headed woman comes in and visits with them. And uh, Hank remembers that, he, that they met her at
1: Reed and Sue Richard's wedding. Bum, bum, the intrigue pumps up. You know, tall socks. You don't have to be so smart all the time. Why did people? Why did? Why did the Marvel characters always call each other by stupid names like that?
0: Tall High socks.
1: Pockets, tall socks. Small penis. Wait, what? <laughs> no wonder he hit her. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tall socks.
0: I she deserves to be hit for, for for tall socks. So the next the next page, I think it's pretty cool because. The Avengers are like walking along the street headed for the Avengers mansion. But the, uh-huh. the two the two regular citizens in the picture is kind of showing like how excited everybody is that the Avengers are coming along the street like that. Which they're you, not even looking. Well they're looking away from them because otherwise
1: we wouldn't see their faces. But they all look up at a Quinjet. And even the Avengers are like, Oh, huh? what? Oh, shit, it's a Quinjet.
0: They, they come to uh, they get to the mansion and they meet up with the Quinjet travelers who are uh, well I guess its just is it just
1: moon dragon and the Queen uh, it's Iron Man and moon dragon oh yeah okay and I'm, and I must say in, in that last page, I don't know if that's like the most the nicest or most innocent looking moon dragon has ever looked I mean she just uses, she doesn't have her standard bitch face on. <laughs> no she kind of has a baby but, face if you're talking picture.
3: about that last panel I can't help but wonder what was in that background that Vinnie Coletta just completely Maybe made blacked black out yeah yeah,
1: yeah I, I think there has to have been something there of course Iron Man's got to look like I just spent three hours in a Quinjet with this bitch <laughs> <laughs> I am over this but, but yeah he's like uh if you go from that that panel that pa- uh, on on page eleven to the next panel at the top of uh, the next art page, which is fourteen, I um, mean, he, it doesn't take much of a genius to figure out who did it either. And we've been had by Kang the Conqueror. And then, and
0: of all people, to, to to give the next line, Vision. Again, this is
1: getting monotonous. <laughs> Really,
0: you'll get bored by it, it, Mr. Monotone.
3: Didn't any of you suspect it might happen? If you put a quarter be... in any of those slits in Iron Man's mask, would you get a would you get a Coke? He might spit it back at you. <laughs> What's wrong with you? He does his face mask looks like a, like the front of a vending machine? And then Thor says, "Who could expect the man to
1: be obsessed? Really, weren't you the guy that hunted him down?" In a limbo uh, <laughs> cavern, and we're going to kill him, and you want to <laughs> talk about being obsessed? is <laughs> 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 obsessed. And he's you mentioned he's limbo. we got to
3: sing the song now.
0: <laughs> now, at the bottom of that oh, page...
3: Oh, look at his teeny, tiny little hammer.
0: Aw, bo- it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's his mini one. <laughs> at the bottom of that page, Moondragon looks innocent again. Yeah. Perez hadn't gotten the bitchy Moondragon look down yet. <laughs> so now, Beast, so when when, when the redhead comes in and it's Patsy Walker, the,
1: so the Beast says,
0: oh, oh, my heavenly days, which I guess was eventually, they, he didn't yet have his oh, my stars and garters, garters tagline.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Does Insect Queen know that Patsy Walker's wearing her clothes? From DC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that dress when she and that yeah. one through, she walks in and she's saying, You're mine at last, Beast. That is totally Insect Queen's outfit. I'm telling you, Beast looks like he's gonna puke. He's like <laughs> <laughs> Now Patsy Walker mm-hmm. was on was it Jessica Jones? Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Season yep. one and two. I don't know if you've what guys have watched both. I have not watched season two yet. I watched no, the first episode of season it. two and I'm looking forward watching? to it. Is well, it good? We
0: we are planning on going further, but I thought uh, the first like episode it. was boring.
3: I I think I, I, of, I don't of spoil those anything, different though. shows. Of those different shows, I think that's probably the one that I that I ended up enjoying the best was uh, was Jessica Jones season one. I really liked that one. I really
0: like um, I like the two Daredevil seasons the best, actually. Mm. And then I did not like the first three episodes of Luke Cage, but after that I enjoyed it a lot.
3: Can you yeah, get that, no. that, that one was kinda up and down for me. Much like uh, much like Iron Fist was kinda up and down for me. Iron I
2: Fist,
3: liked, Iron uh, Fist uh, was I liked the both weakest the of the bunch, uh, I thought. Iron Fist, it seems to me, some of, I found more
1: interest in some of the other characters. Like uh, his um, like like the lead villain guy. I thought it was pretty good, and then uh, the ancillary characters.
3: I was I was hoping the series was going to be more like that first episode where he re- really kicked a lot of ass, and he he really didn't for much of that. Uh, he was yeah, kind of a puss you know, for much of it. I yeah. thought. Yeah. yeah, we had a discussion about okay. that yep. on. Uh, actually,
1: we were the Comic Geek Speak guys. We uh-huh. discussed that. Yeah.
3: All right, so the beast goes off with Patsy. This is before she became the Hellcat, right? That that, that will happen before we're done. Yeah, but
1: she she becomes in this run. Oh,
3: okay.
1: I I really like this scene
0: where where he brings her back out and lets her have her little time to say the beast is really Hank McCoy, and they're all like, "Yes, so we knew that."
1: (laughs) He's like, "Go ahead, don't be shy." Well, the the, 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 Iron Man's like, uh,
0: "So." the secret identity thing for him was stupid or stupid where he was making the, uh, the mask for himself and the, and the gloves and people were actually fooled by it. I mean, uh, that was just dumb. So it was was wise of them to get rid of that. If they were going to keep him in this, you know, in, in this incarnation anyway, so uh, they decide to check out rocks and Oil, and yeah. And the beast is bringing Patsy along, and Cap starts saying, "You know, asking him if that's wise." And uh, Beast comes right back at him with, "Well, didn't you used to bring Rick Jones around,
1: bitch?"
3: <laughs>
1: Cap's like, "Ah,
3: da, ah, uh, uh. But I just bring Rick James <laughs> around it was super freaky. Didn't you kill your first partner? Oh too oh. soon?
1: <laughs> no, he's a Russian and he'll be back <laughs> in four, in 30 years. I swear. So uh Thor and Moondragon decide to go to the rooftop when she goes, Oh, snap! Well, that's what the sound effect <laughs> says above her head. And she does a collect call to a mortise. <laughs> you have a collect call from Moon Dragon, <laughs> who calls Immortus.
0: I, I just want to go back on that because we didn't talk about the fact that uh, Moon Dragon looking says for that, yeah. but she she says that she and Thor
1: should go because they're gods.
0: When did well, Moondragon become a god?
1: Well, you know. She's uh, she was almost well. Well, I mean, look at that. Look at the panel where the top of it, it says Immortus. Look at that cleavage that Boondragon Dragon showed. <laughs> I mean, he's like. And then look at the next panel where he's grabbing. Like,
3: ah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll take you through time. Yeah, okay, so be look it. At, yeah. Look at Thor in that panel with the cleavage panel right there. Look at Thor. I think he's turning uh, Japanese. I think he's turning Japanese.
1: I
0: really, you think, really so.
3: think so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then in the bottom panel, it's like we're recreating the uh, uh, the spark of knowledge or life thing on the roof of the Sistine Chapel with Thor and Amortis.
3: <laughs> That's the uh, pull my finger uh, <laughs> painting, yeah.
1: But well, now the background there
0: is, I mean, not exceptionally. Uh, Unique or whatever, but he, he did kind of the surrealistic, spacey, freaky background. But we go is from that a, right.
1: is that little white square down there? Is that a space? Is uh, that a shuttlecraft from the Enterprise down there below Thor? <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's the uh, Galileo. Or is that a milk carton? It's hard to tell. It's an ice cube. Oh my god! It's about oh to, it's god, about it's to land her. on Moon hand, or her cleavage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But but you have that background. Then the next page, you go back to the you know the, the wicker world.
3: <laughs> Mortis is hanging ten on that platform. like <laughs> He's like, woohoo!
1: <laughs> he couldn't afford a full rectangle. He chopped the one corner off. Get more lift when he's on his board. <laughs> yes, we are now entering wickerland. Please keep your hands inside the ride at all times.
0: So Not
3: like spaghetti,
1: and
0: as, as, as spaghetti, spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti ooh, world. As as they pasta. as they travel through there, Kang uh,
3: accosts them. That's a spicy meatball. That's why he wears those waiters, so he doesn't get tomato <laughs> sauce <laughs> all over his pants. I got it now. Oh, man, I still think man, th-
1: that's got a pinch. I mean, you get in the right spot. Those those boots are high, man. Telling you on a hot day, and who rides up in his crotch? Oh God, that's got a that's got a chafe, man. That hurts, a
3: guy down there. He's a hell of a fly fisherman, though. <laughs> <sighs> uh, he's got his rain poncho on, diving helmet, and his diving in his leg waders. This dude knows how to dress for a party. I'm, I'm just telling you. It brings the party. So uh,
1: again, um, Thor chucks the hammer.
3: I love that Thor right there. That looks that's sharp. Even with Vinnie Coletta's piss poor inking job, that's still pretty impressive right there. That's a good shot. I like that one. You're
1: either stuck in Pasta World or a giant ball of yarn. <laughs>
3: Pasta World.
1: <laughs> Pasta World or Yarn Land. Sea of Spaghetti. <laughs> little multicolored little pastas, little, little meatballs, a little yellow meatball, a red meatball.
3: Ah, mm. uh, but again, yeah, this is—it's just is like Yellow Submarine, you know, where they have like the sea of holes and the sea of monsters. This is the sea of pasta. There you go.
1: Yeah. So, so like angel hair pasta.
0: no now. Thor throws the hammer at Kang and he's able to just have it bounce off his for, force field. But then he Zach. but but he throws a, a and then you know he uses to send an energy thing at him and it knocks him basically out of the time stream that they're in.
1: No, no, no. He used the you are rubber I or <laughs> I am rubber you are glue defense because Kang shot him at him. The hammer absorbed thine evil ray.
2: <laughs> and hurled it
1: back upon thee. So
2: <laughs> and
1: have Moon Dragon to says, you that You are rubber him, rubber Or I am yeah. rubber and you are glue. Yeah. One of us is rubber and one of us is glue. <laughs> <laughs> and Moon Dragon says, that rocked him, Thor. I'm, I just don't see her saying that. You do have an exceptional mastery of your beloved combat. But look, he's falling back into the haze. huge Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. Purple haze.
3: Yeah, it is. It's purple haze all right quick before you turn the page okay what was the very first marvel dc joint book that they ever did together i I already know
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it to bill if he doesn't know
1: Uh, if he's not sure wasn't it um superman and spider-man
3: no that's what everybody thinks what was it keep turning the pages
0: Marvel and DC present MGM's Marvelous
3: Wizard of, Wo- Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. I do not have this book. I've been keeping an eye out for this book on the cheap for years, but I've still never scored one. I'd like this only because, well, for one, I am a big Wizard of Oz fan, but I'm just curious what it's like inside, because listen to the team you got on this. You've got the adaptation by Roy Thomas, and the art on this. Is uh, John Busima, Tony Dizaniga, and then um, it was a many hands inking project. I would really like to check this out one day because it looks cool. I love the picture. You know, the the cover of it looks really good. That's not is in, everybody... in my version that you sent me. Oh really? Yeah. Oh the yeah the CBR I sent it didn't have the ads in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm looking, I'm looking at the the uh, PDF version that has the ads in it. But, yeah, one of these days I really hope to track this down because it looks really cool. I like the cover, except it, it's really weird because everybody is very movie accurate. So, like, the Tin Man and Dorothy and the, and the Lion look like the movie people, but then the oh Scarecrow doesn't at all look like the movie Scarecrow. It's kind of weird. I do remember I, seeing this ad. I wonder if I have a, if I have a CBR of this. Why do think both present CBR? it? Um, I'm trying to. I, I have heard the story, and I've since forgotten the details of it. But there is a reason why they they joint presented this. I just don't remember what the reason was now. But yeah, this this was actually the very first Marvel and DC crossover. This is why this is a good couple of years, I think, before Superman versus the Amazing Spider Man. I think that was like a, a, a at least a year later. I think it was more like two years. I think. This was in
0: 75, so Uh
3: I'm not sure when Spider-Man, Superman was. 76, I want to say. I think. I don't know. I could look that up. But, yeah. And I think it was this collaboration that led to them eventually doing that crossover. Yeah, Superman versus The Amazing Spider-Man uh, was on sale January 2nd, 1976. Oh, they weren't as far apart as I thought, because according to Mike's Amazing World, Wizard of Oz was on sale August 19th of 75. So let's see, what is that? you got September, October, November, December, four or five months. So it wasn't quite a year after all. Interesting. That Wizard of Oz has never been reprinted, which is really weird. But uh, yeah, I, I do want to check that out one of these days. Yeah, I've uh, I've kept an eye out for. It. I've never actually seen it in real life. I've kept an eye out for it for years. But uh, despite having a, a really good collection of treasury size Marvel and DC books, I have never seen that one in real life. It's weird.
0: At one time, I had it, but I no longer do. I don't know what I do not know what I did with it. Anyway, moving on, the uh, we get back to our earthly, uh, or, or our current day and age Avengers, who are making their way into rocks and oil. And they're rocks! Be, and they're being mon- <laughs> monitored by the security system by uh, Patsy Walker's ex husband, Colonel Buzz Baxter. Sorry. And he, he's he's saying how, you know, they they don't realize that the security system has been upgraded since uh, whatever their last time is. She, that would, they had, uh, she was married
1: there. to Buzz in the issue
0: we covered, mm-hmm. that you covered, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sometime between then and now, they were divorced. He eventually, we went over it in that issue, he eventually becomes u- upgraded into some kind of supervillain, like Mad Dog or something like that. Mm. Has that
1: posted yet? Oh,
0: I don't know. Months ago.
1: Oh, sorry.
3: It's so long. I don't know. I don't remember. So the I say upgraded- Mad Dog like Pee Wee Herman. Mad Dog! <laughs> <laughs> the upgraded
0: uh, security system is the Squadron Supreme who... I don't know exactly how they get there. Somehow I guess they're teleported there.
2: Poof. <laughs>
1: Boink. Yeah, it's just a beast. Thinks. The beast there must think our security is still at its 1973 level, A eh, Colonel. Not this upgraded modern 1975 level. Five. That's right, we got the we got the squadron supreme upgrade. Got the bonus plan, baby. <laughs> they only needed to be held. <laughs> what? I'm doing Andrew Dice Clay. Sorry, you've got the bonus plan, honey. So we we start
0: the battle between the two the two super groups, and uh, the the event the Avengers are doing fairly well until uh, what's her name uh, the the Canary uh, uh, Lady Lark Lady Lark takes out Wanda. And that's that. That basically triggers the entire fall of the Avengers because Vision gets distracted by it. So the uh, power, what's his name, the Doc Spectrum is able to take him out, which somehow manages for Wizard to be able to defeat Iron Man, and then Hyperion
1: just. But think tosses. about it. Hasn't that always happened? Because that happened way back in that one we covered where they were fighting Dark commissar, right? Wanda was in the glass ki- thing. Nobody knew how to fight. And then that happened That happened in Civil War, in the movie. Wanda mm-hmm. got hurt, Vision got distracted, took out uh, Rhodey. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> See, I right. thought I was going to say Rhodey. Damn it. Yes, did. I did.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, See, I she's did, a just, liability did. to the team.
0: Yeah. So then, Damn, uh, right? but I like Hyperion just says, okay, enough of this. And he takes Beast by the feet and slams him into the wall. <laughs> and he's done. And then uh, Lady Lark is able to take Cap out. As, you know the last Avengers ah, standing. Says,
1: your last American? Does she have an accent? I can't remember. you the last American. When Lady Lark, like her dial. Oh no, no wait, no, that's Golden Archer. He says you're. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got the Welcome to Sherwood voice going. Oh, your last American. He's. Get face up to it,
0: time. lad. You've bitten off more than you can chew. Well,
2: that's
1: a good English accent. I'm, I'm a regular Andy, Andy Leyland. <laughs> Andy would be proud. I mean, because and, if Andy would be, Coy, blimey, governor, yeah, face up to it.
0: Because that's my normal, my normal English accent, is the cockney.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I turn into Dick Van Dyke with a chimney sweep. Anyway. <laughs> uh, So so they defeated the Avengers, which is kind of cool. So they're carrying them back. You you see them carrying back. uh, Wizards carrying back like little Iron Man. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) should wizard Wizard even be able to lift
1: Iron Man?
3: I was thinking that exact same thing. He must Hmm. be pretty heavy duty.
1: Yeah, and Doc Doc Spectrum's got... um... Cap and vision in a little globe. Wouldn't it make much more sense if
0: Wizard was carrying Cap and Iron Man was in the globe?
1: Yeah. Or that Hyperion was carrying Iron Man. Mm hmm. Or Doc Spectrum could carry all of them. That too. You know, but of course, Golden Archer has to carry uh, Patsy and look at her dress. Kind of. Because he's a perv. Oh, okay, so I'm the only one that thinks that.
3: <laughs> so why I'm, I'm trying to remember why did why did Thor and Moondragon end up going off with Immortus? Were they kidnapped by him? No, they were applying the time stream no, he, to go look. He he's actually Immortus. working as an
0: ally to them. He Immortus. Yeah. he's he's helping them to okay. find where Hawkeye is. Uh, apparently, that's right. You Hawkeye know, yeah. Kang Kang has done something. I, I don't remember. That's the one thing in between the end of what we had watched and th- had watched, had recovered and this at some point Hawkeye goes missing, but I don't know. I don't remember when that was. Right. So that's, you know, that's apparently when, uh, Iron Man and Moon Dragon come back, they're, they're coming back from having looked for Hawkeye and I, I'm right. not sure exactly how they determined he's in some other time era.
1: Well, I mean, well, oh, but now they've got a mortise with them who's the master of limbo and like and a master of time he says, "Ah, it appears to be in to be the American West in the year eighteen seventy one I can tell because there's a cactus to my uh, right, yeah, exactly, <laughs> unless there's a calendar and, and, and a tumbleweed. tumbleweed how the hell does he know that?" Well, he is like, you know, I, well, he's not the master of time, but, you know, but then uh, this disembodied voice says a- it is rather 1873. It's <laughs> like "Some master of time. You are, Mortis. You don't even know what year we're in. So, I guess that's uh,
0: wow. I guess that's what's his name. The Knight Rider saying that because he's, he's got the. Yes. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. We're not supposed to mention it. it's in the West. No, I purposely <laughs> didn't read the note in the book about that. Because they say, "Oh, that's the, the disembodied voice, David Hasselhoff? well
0: for, for what it's worth, the the, <laughs> no, the yes, word bubble Richard is Base all work. is all like uh, quivery.
1: Hmm. Night Rider, the lonely man, and a question. Of, wait, no, sorry. <laughs> yes, that is the Night Rider. What am going to say, "Who or what is so
0: incredible?" We'd be only too happy to tell you right now, but we've run out of space. And you have to see this to believe it. Don't miss Aven- Avengers 142. The gods go west. All
3: right. Here's something I've been meaning to look up. I got to look this up real quick. I'm are wondering... you looking up. Are you looking up by my troth? No.
1: OK, because I was like, is that some type of Norse euphemism for his penis or something? I don't know. <laughs> by my troth. No, it is actually a serious promise to be faithful, such as a pledge people make about getting married. By mm. my troth, I just figured it was like a big drinking thing. I'm <laughs> oh, that's troth. Oh, by my prom—what well, that? See, that doesn't even make sense. By my troth, by my promise, that is not Kang, huh? Mm. I yeah, I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> Inconceivable.
3: <laughs> What I want to know is who did the old west thing first? Did Marvel do it first, or did DC do it first? Because oh, you
1: mean like Batlash and the Ju- Hold- yeah,
3: the Justice League would also go back in time and meet Jonah Hex and those guys. You know, the old west guys. I don't. And I that, think I think this yeah. was first. Yeah, this was way before that. Because but you're not saying which created
1: a well old west character first, are you? No, he's talking no, about the crossover no, no. with the current. Team. Oh, you mean
3: so the you crossover. have you okay, have got the you. Avengers and you have the Justice League, each of which would have a cross-time adventure where they would meet the old West characters. And the first time that the Justice League, now the first time they met Jonah Hex, he was the only old West character. The other characters were all historical, other historical characters not Old West characters, and that didn't happen until 78. So that's way past this. That was in uh Justice League of America 159 and 160. But then later in 198 and 199, in that one they specifically went back to the Old West and they met again, Jonah Hex, but there was also Scalp Hunter, Batlash, Cinnamon, and there might have been somebody else in there too, I forget. And that tale, to me, That tale is very much like this tale, because it was specifically select members of the Justice League going back to the Old West, meeting essentially the stars of DC's Old West, and that was a Lord of Time story. And the Lord of Time is nothing more than a bargain basement Kang. Also by George Perez, as it turns out. At least on the covers. I don't think he did interiors on these. Uh, no, he did not. It was... <gasps> you ready for it? It was Don Heck Mm-mm-mm. on the interiors. But George Perez did the cover for 199 which is actually a really cool cover. There was one other thing here. If you scroll a little bit further, you have the Foom ad. And I am deeply disturbed to find that you have... You have Spider-Man, the Hulk, and Captain America sitting around eating something, and for the life of me, that looks like Cap's about to put a turd in his mouth. That's disgusting, and it looks like teen Cap too. Do you have the Foomad in your book? Yeah. Well, that's that's
0: not the Fumad, though. The Foomad is above it. That's an ad to buy uh,
3: the oh the, yeah.
0: the what's called the molds Marvel to make Fus- to make ice pops.
3: Right. Marvel Frisicles, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they are separate ads, aren't they? That's yeah, disturbing. <laughs> that would make a good profile picture, though.
1: You've only changed your picture like three times already. Right. <laughs> so, uh, we want to rate this?
2: Sure,
0: go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I think i have already kind of voiced my opinion on the cover. I'm giving it an A plus. The interior art is very good George Perez, but it's not quite great George Perez yet, and that may be more of a than anything else. but I do see that some of the drawings aren't quite as like he hasn't gotten some of the characters quite down the way he will uh, mm-hmm. so i'm gonna I'm gonna just say a b plus on the interior art. Uh, and I love the story. I think the story is great. I'm giving it an A. So overall, I'm going to give the book an A.
1: I got no qualms with the – yeah, ditto with everything you just said because, uh, I mean, the cover is, is is great. The art's great. The story's great. I mean, well, I mean, art, yeah, yeah aside from the, the a lot of blank backgrounds, which, you know, where that probably came from. I am great. So, you are great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what do you say? Scoot? Uh
3: I like the cover a lot. Um I'm not quite as crazy about it as Paul is, but I really like this a lot. I think with a little refinement, this uh this is right up there. Um my my major beef with the cover is um beast looks a little weird. He looks a little too fuzzy somehow, like like unkempt kind of fuzzy, because I always picture the beast as being very sleek. Fuzzy, you know, sl- you know, like like, like a sh- well-groomed, short-haired dog. And right well, here, he I'm going to say that him. that was
0: something that was developed later when
3: he was first introduced
0: in as the fuzzy beast in Amazing Adventures. He was very fuzzy.
3: That's true. That's true. Um, Iron Man, just he's off model. He's he's unfortunately he's badly off model. Uh, the rest of it looks pretty good. Um, I, I wish that it had been more of Like right down the line, like as you look at the the heroes lined up, I wish it was more of a like a valley between the two of them, because it's it's almost like we're looking at this at a weird angle or something, because as you look at it going down the line, it's skewed more to the Avengers. And that's why uh, Golden Archer and uh, Lady Lark are kind of off to the side behind uh, Hyperion's foot. So it's a little bit weird there. But overall, I really like this. I, I think I would say, uh, I, think I would say, uh, uh, like an like a B plus, A minus for this, because I, I really do like it. It just, I, I really, it's Iron Man more than anything. He just, I don't know, he looks really weird to me. It's like he's got C three PO's torso or something. He's just really uh, kind of odd looking in that respect um the story i like a lot i think it's a really good story i like where this one goes it's headed to some interesting uh places and it's it's good setup i like the rapport between the different team members and everything so uh the story i I think i'll go straight up a on the story i really like this one and the art i'd like to try something different this time for the art because i was looking at some pictures of Perez stuff that was contemporaneous with this, specifically his his run that he did on um uh Creatures on the loose with with Manwolf. Now we did we've done what one or two of those on this show already. His whole run on Creatures on the Loose with Manwolf is prior to this. And it looks a lot better than this. It's it's still early Perez, you know, it has its wonky bits, some of the anatomy's a little funny and all that. But you look at that and you can tell it's Perez, you can tell the guy's got some serious chops and everything. It doesn't look near as amateurish or, or rushed or incomplete as this looks. So I can only think this is gotta be it, it's gotta be Coletta's fault. I mean Coletta just did his typical, you know, really hacky job on this. And I suspect that if you were able to look at the original penciled pages of this, there's a lot more detail. It's a little, you know, it's a it's more fleshed out. It's more Perez than what we're seeing here. Because I'm looking at this, and while the Perez does shine through in a lot of areas, there's a lot of other areas where this looks like a Vinnie Coletta ink job like he would do later in Captain America on a completely different artist. So I, I think he really sabotaged the art badly in this issue. Otherwise, I, I think it would be much better. So I'd like to grade the pencils and ink separately, honestly. So I would say the, the pencils on this, I'd probably go with a, a B, maybe even a B plus, because this isn't per- Perez's best job. But for early pairs, for what it is, I think it's still really good. And just the fa- the fact that he does shine through a crappy ink job really says something about the guy's chops. And then the ink on this, uh, you know, the inking job on this, I'm going to give the inking a job like a D. It's really bad. I mean, I just I don't think he adds anything. I think he really hurts the pencils here. And just the fact that you you constantly alternate between some really elaborate backgrounds that look like like quintessential Perez backgrounds. Now maybe you know early Perez stuff, so maybe not quite as detailed. You alternate between those and completely blank backgrounds for most of the book tells me that again, Coletta did his typical, well let me just erase a whole bunch of shit so I don't have to do so much work on this and just get it out fast. And I hate that. That's such a shame when when the guy would just blatantly ruin somebody else's artwork like this. So Coletta adds nothing to this at all. I think he's really holding Perez back. And uh, it's it's weird that there's actually several more issues of Avengers uh, where these two are paired together. And I can only think that it's a situation where Perez just didn't feel... You know whoever you know or any of the other people working on the book didn't feel comfortable like giving uh, Coletta the boot because I was reading a story about uh, what who was it Colin, Gene Colon, uh, one of the early issues of Tuma Dracula. Uh, Colin's art was inked by Coletta, and Colin was really pissed about what a, what a hack job he did on it. So he went to Stan Lee about it. And Lee basically booted Coletta off the book. He never inked another colon job again after that. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a shame that, uh, you know, that Perez, uh, you know, somebody didn't stick up for him and do the same thing. Although there's not a lot more, Coletta ink jobs on Perez. After this, there are still several.
0: You got to remember well, too that Perez was very young at this point. He couldn't, you know,
3: he couldn't stand oh, up yeah. for himself on this.
1: Well, you know, it is kind Why? of hard to ink the colon. Oh wait, no, never mind.
0: <laughs> Put All right, so we we'll do a quick little email before we uh, call it a night. Sure. So our first email we have two in our box is from Jason Sandberg. This is Paul, Bill, and Skull. Now that the Celestial Madonna storyline is in the rearview mirror, can I suggest a palette cleanser? How about the Count Nefaria story from Avengers 164 to 166? That's, Hell, yeah. That's a good one, and I definitely think we will do that at some point. Or the first Archon story from Avengers 75 and 76. That one, it's been years since I read. I don't really remember whether or not I liked it. So I can't say for sure, but I would not be adverse to covering it. Both of those are short and satisfying reads with fantastic art by Byrne and Buscema. I'm looking forward to hearing what comes next, Jason. And thank you for the email, Jason. As as you pick up, we will uh, we will definitely
3: look into doing those. So thanks for the suggestions. Yeah, I don't remember the Archon story, but that one with uh, Count Nefaria has long been one of my favorites. That that's a really good one. Because it's essentially, you know, the Avengers versus like an evil Superman because nefarious powers get ramped up to like Superman level. And uh, that that chapter of the story where Thor finally shows up is pretty awesome because that's that's as close as, you know, for a lot of years. That's as close as we got to a Thor versus Superman tussle. And that was that was pretty badass. That's some good stuff. And I always love Nefarious costume in that, too. He looks really cool hmm When do you boys want to hit the next
1: one? Uh well since we only have one left, we'd say we save it for the next show. Because it's kinda long.
0: Okay, we could do that. That's uh
1: sorry, Kirk. You'll have to wait till next time. <laughs> next time <laughs> On an old new Kirk. episode. Read Kirk's Celestial Madonna conclusion email. All right, so it's that's true. it. I'm sure to generate some chit-chat. So. Next
0: time around, we'll be doing Avengers 142, if you want to read ahead. And uh,
1: that's it. So long. Take your homework, kids. Bye.
3: I miss you. They never liked me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corp of Milan, Italy all rights reserved each and every month the two true freaks network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available inquiries may be made via email to two true freaks at gmail.com please take a moment to stop by the two true freaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts won't you thanks And we'll see you next week. Nah,
2: that sucks.